Bow, bow. What's up, everybody? <clears throat> Thank you guys for tuning into the Nick and Mal Show. I am Nick Johnson, one half of the Nick and Mal Show. To the left of me in the new stew, Koala, aka Mally Stowe, in the motherfucking building. Happy birthday, Kodak. Happy Z Day. For you, I'm just happy it's a free day. It's the goat's birthday today. That's a fact. Happy B day to Kodak. What's his Gemini season? He's a Gemini. Shout out to all the Gemini. I think, I think that's why me and Kodak are the same person. What are you? So I'm a Gemini also. I make 29. So I was actually. Th- I makes sense. I was thinking about this. I asked, what are you? Niggas just celebrated your shit. <laughs> I was thinking about this though, right? On my, on my bike ride from the gym. I'm thinking, okay, I started listening to the album and I'm like, oh, I forgot Kodak's a Gemini. This has to be the reason why I fuck with him so much. What? Is the number one thing they say about Gemini's? If I'm not mistaken, Two Face. Two Face, right? Dual personalities. Two. I don't like to say Two Face because Two Face might make it seem fake. I don't think I'm a fake person. From what I've seen from Kodak, he's a very loyal person. But they have two personalities, and they could just flip those personalities. As a Gemini, I agree. We have that sometimes, and that's part of the emotional stuff that we need to work on as men. So. Have you ever heard me tell you why I really fuck with Kodak? Because he yeah. taps into my craziness. You got to understand how crazy Kodak is from his music. From his lifestyle, what he portrayed on everything. The resume is out there. And he puts it through on the music. What is the craziest thing anybody could fucking do? Have two personalities. That is the definition of psychosis or whatever you want to call it, whatever the scientific name is, I don't know. But basically, all all that's to say, Kodak is a Gemini. He probably got two personalities. And when you listen to his music, you hear it. You hear a nigga saying, damn, I really love the bitch. Like, I'll die if you're not not here. But I'll kill you at the same time. That's a fact. (laughs) That's a fact. It's always love with Kodak. Big ups to Kodak. Before we go any further, definitely want to say, yo, we appreciate everyone. Make sure y'all like, comment, share, and subscribe. You understand? And if you listen to this audio only, please leave a review and a five-star rating. And we got some special stuff for y'all. Y'all could check out, if you are a busy person, you could check out our clips at the Nick and Mel Network on YouTube. And just search on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Nick and Mel Clips. You know what I'm saying? So those are specific for the people that are on the go, that fuck with us. But don't have the time to watch the Nick and Mouth show. We made it easier for you. Like I said, look up the Nick and Mouth Network on YouTube and Nick and Mouth Clips on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you guys. Appreciate. Thank you. Love you guys. That's a fact. Especially our core fan base. Did not let, Let's not get off Kodak real quick. Oh, we, yeah, we not. And we're not going to make it too long because it's going to be a short show. But I, as a Kodak fan, was slightly disappointed. Not because the music wasn't good, right? And I do this a lot. I just be jumping over. But I was slightly disappointed when Kodak came out and um, he released uh, First Day Out, which was fire. One of my favorite Kodak Black songs, right? And then he released Everything Ball Main. Once again, fire. Bars, flow, melody, pain, life. There's everything. There's the whole concoction that makes Kodak Kodak. And then he releases um, the album, which was uh, not Heartbreak Kodak. It was another one of the HBKs. It was... I forgot what it was. Was it the red? The red album cover? Yeah. What's the name of that album? I'm not even too sure. Hot Boy Kodak? Is that Was that the name of it? I got you. Give me a second. I'm probably fucked up right now. I f- while you find it out, I was a little bit disappointed because I'm like, oh, this is not the Kodak from Dying to Live, the nigga who 
when I say he's wasn't is it dying to live? No, the very last album he dropped. Bill Israel. Bill Israel. No, it's not Bill Israel. Project Baby. Nah. Haitian boy. Haitian boy Kodak. HBK. Haitian boy Kodak. That's it right there. And I was like, yo, this is not the Kodak that I wanted to come out from Dying to Live or even like a Project Baby. That's, that was the album that made me say, yo, Kodak is the GOAT. Because he's spitting some crazy shit on there. And then he was releasing a bunch of, uh, like, Lucy's. And I'm like, oh, shit, this nigga's the GOAT. It's easy for him to drop these bangers. And then I'm like, okay, Kodak is taking it easy on the release from prison. He's chilling. You know what I mean? He don't want to wild out too much. And then I realized what Yak is doing. Yak is so fucking talented that he refuses to beat a dead horse in the sense of he knows he can do um the introduction to dying to dying to live i forgot i forget the name of it he know he could do uh it could have been different where he's rapping at 100 words per minute and dropping bars upon bars and telling you stories and he knows that's easy but what makes him to go and i kind of forgot is the fact that he could try to rap like Moneybag Yo. He could try to rap like Gucci. He could try to rap like Jay-Z. Try to rap like anybody and bring his own individual sauce to it and make it good music that you want to listen to. That's you feel cool. me? Yeah, so feel even you. I was doubting him a little bit, but that just solidified to me, oh, this nigga's the GOAT because, sure, he could rap his ass off and make it seem like, yo, Anybody that thinks they're the best rapper in the game right now, come see me. I think I can outrap you, which he could. He could outrap anybody in the rap game. No, I, I know. One thing you're not gonna see anyone do is drop a diss track against Kodak in his entire career because he will, he will flame niggas up. That's disrespectful. I don't think anyone want to see that on the bad side at the end of the day, anyways. Oh, on the real side. Yeah, like like in the streets. Yeah, like that's not what you want to see at all. Yeah, I don't even want to promote that though because Yak be wildin'. He do. Don't Bro just even... got out of jail, and he said it in the song. I just got out, and I'm still banging, nigga. <laughs> yeah, Bro, chill it's out. Kodak, Kodak, Kodak. Chill out, You think bro. it's a voodoo thing? He could be halfway in, halfway out? Well, let's, I want to... When Kodak comes for our interview, I want to ask him that specifically. I'm like, Kodak, do you move the way you move? Because you know you're protected by the Z forces. Yeah, man. Who else? What other hood nigga is going to go to prison and then... Oh, yeah. President Trump just pardoned me. Yeah, I mean, multiple times, though. It's not one time on the scenery. Multiple times. You know what I'm saying? The sexual assault, which he vehemently denies. Yeah, we're just going to drop that. Yeah. One of them was BS, too, though. Yeah, the one that he, BS. They called the cops because he was on live with his kid. Yeah. Man, I felt so bad Stop for Kodak. Stop fucking with Yak, man. I felt bad for Kodak when that happened. Yeah. Imagine, be, bro, that's what people do when people is live streaming. People play games, right? Mm. You, you know, on Twitch and shit. And they would get their IP address and call 911 on them. And while they live, when they live stream, you had a SWAT team pulling up. Mm. That ass. That's basically what happened. Right. But shout out to Yak. Yak, you the GOAT. Keep proving to these fuck niggas that you the GOAT. And Mal, is, Mal you eventually going to have to bring back the Kodak character. I still got the ski mask. Maybe. Maybe. Shout out to Kodak, though. Shout out to Kodak. But, yo, big ups to Larry June. Larry June just dropped an album. Uh, We got Orange Print. My favorite song is the Ice Tea. You know what I'm saying? Laid back. Laid back vibe. Make you chill with a shorty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, 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 I'm tempted 
to send it to Serena. I'm tempted. It's a good it's a good song. You're gonna send to the lady, make her feel special, you know what I'm saying? Make you feel why, like you about you to do you, things. Why you say you're tempted? Because to... on the lyric he states basically saying you're gonna lose something different. And I don't wanna bring that vibe. Mm. Nah, nah, nah. That's not the vibe I'm trying to bring to the table. But, the, but no, 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 no. that's the that's the chorus part. I disagree. I think he's saying that to let Shorty know don't lose him. No, that's a fact. Right. But I don't want to. I don't want to come okay. off like that at all. Okay, respect. I definitely don't want to come respect. out like that. You gonna get in your bag one of these days? The caffeine gonna be hitting. The Larry gonna be hitting, and you gonna be like, "All right, fuck it. I'm just gonna have to send it to her." I'm. No, I am gonna send it to her. <laughs> I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play with her when we chilling. But but why it's so fire or caught my eye was the name of the song is called Ice Coffee, right? Mm. And he goes. I got a green juice and you drinking iced coffee. Like, that's powerful right there. You know what I'm saying? It's a power couple. Come on, son. I'm drinking a green juice. You got an iced coffee. Like, that's bad. That's different. I think I've seen a that's quote. Different. I, I, I seen a quote where, I don't, first of all, Jay-Z did not post this because it was like, yo, you know how niggas be stealing, uh, like, celebrities' pictures to, to make, like, a, a motivational quote? Yeah. And somebody was like, yeah, I just need... A, I, I'm a boss, but I don't want a bitch that depend on me. I want a bad bitch that makes her own money. And it was it looked like Jay-Z tweeted it, which obviously is uh, false because Jay-Z is dating a boss bitch already. Why yeah, would he say that? Yeah, why would he tweet that? But a green juice and an iced coffee, that's a new symbol of a power couple right there. Yeah, bro, y'all, y'all taking care of business right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all drinking healthy real good. Something what do y'all nice, need all of that energy for? That's a lot of energy. That's the morning vibes right there. You wake up. Let me go get a green juice. This one's spot. This is spot out by me. I just went to. Bro, ooh, green juice. It's a veggie, uh, a vegan spot. Mm. I went in there. I'm like, yeah, this is the Larry June vibe I be, uh, that he be talking about. Shout Got to me Larry, a nice man. green juice, a nice uh, bean salad. You see, you see the be thing. eating like me. You see, um, he had... Because I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, I mean, maybe if you listen to our show, you probably heard us talk about Larry before. But most people don't know who he is because he's not that big. He's not... F- he's famous. Yeah. He's not... Internet, like, even nationwide he's Cali famous. big. Yeah, he's Cali big. And obviously, he has his little pockets around the country. But he had a billboard in New York now. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Actually, I just seen it. I know what you're talking yeah, about now. He had a yeah, billboard at one of the digital billboards, yeah. which is big. Yeah, bro. He got a lot of money behind him. You know what I'm saying? People fuck him? with him. Who's behind him? Um, Is it Pimp C? Or Slim Thug? Okay. One of, Pimp C alive? Nah, right? Pimp C's not Pimp alive. C's I'm trying. Dead. He's dead. I think it's Slim Thug. And Nate Robinson fuck with him. You know, and Nate, you know, Nate Robinson's tapped in after he got knocked out. He more tapped. He more <laughs> he, tapped in. That's slow, mellow he, music. He, he can't listen tapped. to nothing rowdy. Hell no. He started having a seizure or something. <laughs> he started shaking. And like, what, what's homeboy named Rich? Rich? I say Rich Paul. What's his name? Logan Paul, little brother. Uh, Jake? Jake Paul. Nigga started having dreams of Jake Paul. Dreams PTSD. Just... Nah, that's fucked up. That's like <laughs> the, the video that you sent me yesterday. And it, I hate the def- I hate when I do this because you guys don't know what we're talking about. But the Blake Griffin video oh when niggas had start having uh, who was having the flashes of Blake? Giannis. Giannis. I'm pretty sure all of our listeners seen that video on Twitter, bro. Yeah, I guess so. that shit is funny as hell. But that reminded me, and we're getting way off topic right now. But I, I loved. Know. I used to love that's a Raven. That was my favorite show. Growing oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's a Raven. Was I, I had a crush on Raven. Chelsea was always like no funny. Chelsea is probably the reason why 
I wasn't into white women because I looked at her and I was never really attracted to her, which is weird. And by the way, I hate all. She white- wasn't attractive at all. Though. She wasn't, a, 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 but she wasn't ugly. Like you never looked at her and was like, "Yo, she's ugly." That's true. But you never looked at her and was like, "Yo, I'm attracted to her." Yeah, not at all. Like even the other day, I'm watching the new Raven show, Raven's Home, which is pretty good. Like right now, recorded. There's a show right now called Raven's Home where she's the mom, Chelsea's her best friend still, and uh, they have kids and stuff. That's fire. And the 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 dichotomy is that one of her kids has has his super super um like vision powers and the other one doesn't and she's kind of waiting to get it and it's kind of based around that it's hilarious but i i googled her like annalisa van pool and i'm looking at her like yeah it's nothing yeah it's your redhead right i think so yeah redhead redheads was never hot they had that redhead for no reason it was never hot though yeah fire crotch all of that by the way i think i hate all white women now why what happened doing yoga bro what that mean I'm in there. You know what I mean? I'm doing yoga. Stink. No, 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 no. Not that. They're beautiful Don't talk women. Don't me if nice got odor. I'm in there and it's hot. It's 95 degrees, 100 degrees. This got bad discharge. And I'm, no, I'm struggling. You feel me? I got to walk out of the room multiple times to drink water. And these beautiful women are just in there doing this like it's nothing. Making me feel insecure about myself. Like, yo, fuck y'all. You know, you know what I think part of the reason with yoga is compared to like people. And that's a like joke. Us. I don't actually hate white women. It was a joke. No, nah, that's a fact. They just be making me feel insecure. I think that we worked out different body parts to where it hurts more because the the muscles or whatever, the muscles and everything we are working out with doing yoga has more stress on it because it's carrying the extra muscles on it. We're heavier than the women's one. Yeah, we just heavier than them. Yo, Mel, so it makes it a lot Mel, harder. Do you know I was, I was thinking about writing a book on this because I'm like, okay, watching Joe Rogan, you realize like all these big scientists and stuff, a lot of them are millionaires for like researching one specific topic. Like this guy, I was just watching an episode. His thing was how did alcohol develop and get like ingratiated into our society? And he literally has one of the biggest books out right now just about how alcohol became a thing. And it's a really interesting story. And I'm like, okay, tell the people the book. You know the name of the book? I don't know the name of the book. I do not know the name of the book. What's his name? What's the dude's name? I'll get his name. Hold on. So you good, you good. Go ahead. So so um I was like, I've been perplexed by this because in this yoga class, I'm like, okay, women are clearly way better at this than men. And there's men in there who are really good, but if you were to put them up, the women are better on a larger scale. Like they're just more of them are better, and the ones that are really good do some really fucking impressive shit. And I'm like, men are the physical being. How does women have this one thing against us? Like, how do they have one phys- physically, um, one physical attribute that's more dominant than men? And I'm like, that's kind of kind of productive. Men grew up being the ones who needed as much physical attribute so we could hunt, we could go out, we could protect. And I'm like, what is this weird, like, little puzzle? And, and at first I was thinking maybe because the birth canal has to open up when they give birth, so they need to have more flexible hip muscles, so naturally they have looser muscles. But it makes sense that we have denser muscles, and the opposite of strong is hard. The opposite of hard is flexible. So maybe because we have stronger and more hardened musculature, it makes us less flexible. Yeah. And even growing up, for when we had to take the uh, phys ed test, 
and you had to do the toe reach reach your toe for the people that went to school out in Long Island. I remember y'all had to take the test. I ain't take it when I went to school in Queens. Mm. We didn't take no physical uh, gym test, but the test we took, the the guys we had to get like 10, 10 inches. Mm. So the girls had to get twelve inches. I remember some girl asking like, "Why do we have to get 12? And the teacher's like, "Well, girls are naturally uh, more flexible than guys." Wow. Yeah. So that's the only thing. Everything else, the 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 guys had a higher score. So the pacing test, you had to do. The guys had to do like ten. The girls had to do like six. Edward so. Slingerland. Edward Slingerland, number one sixty, sixteen of the Joe Rogan podcast. Very interesting out. shit. Um, you seen you seen the Logan Paul Floyd fight? Yeah, I did. What it's do you just, think? Oh man. I think I think it portrays more into a Joe's. You ever, you ever seen the show Joe's vs Pros? No. So Joe's vs Pros show, right? To make it clear and simple, everyone know who LT is. Lawrence Taylor, the outside linebacker for the New York Giants. Take him, right? He's the pro, and he's competing against in any athletic uh, challenge that they have there on that show. He's competing against a Joe. A Joe could be someone like me and you, someone that played college football, or someone that someone that you know, have the credentials of being a great athlete in high school at the college level, or maybe they even went to the league, but they they didn't, they, yeah. they weren't successful. Mm-hmm. Those are the Joes. When I started watching that fight, that's the first thing that came to my head. I'm like, yo, this is a Joe versus pro. And this is what boxing is moving into entertainment. Let's have celebs fight. This is how we're going to get the most money, the most advertisement in there. And I'm like, wow, this is exactly, exactly what box is going to so, turn into. So the Joe's versus pros. I actually had this conversation. And I, I don't think, because number one, we can all agree that Floyd fight with Logan Paul. Logan, right? Yeah. Boringest fight I've ever don't, don't watched say in that. my life. Don't say that. Don't say that. What do you mean? You can't say that. And that's, this, is, this is another problem I have with people that are coming out and saying it's boring. No, that fight was boring. That fight was not entertaining. There was not one ooh moment at all. But but do we know why though? Everyone should know why. Why? It's Floyd fighting. Here's my thing. Correct. I we have people, mind you, we have people older than us. We 24, 25 years old, bro. I a little kid I heard about Floyd. I probably watched a fight with Floyd but don't remember, okay? The only th- fights I remember with Floyd is Manny Pacquiao, McGregor, and this last fight. You got people on social media now posting shit saying, yo, this 20 years older than us, 10, 10 years older than us, 20 years older than us. This fight was boring. It's a waste of my money. Well, you guys experienced Floyd through his whole career. And me personally, only seeing three fights of Floyd, I already knew what he was getting involved with. Yeah, Floyd is a defensive boxer. And it's he wasn't even doing great defense. That's my thing. What? Logan Paul just couldn't hit him because he's not a good boxer. Nope. But, to, okay, so th- this is my thing, right? This is my thing. And I actually had this discussion with Tyree. Tyree gets a lot of shout-outs on the show. Shout-out to Tyree. But, King Resource in the me building. Me and Rio always chop it up good when we talk. But this is very the same discussion. So to your point of saying that eventually boxing is going to go into the Celebrity versus pros, maybe celebrity on celebrity. If Jay Z and Kanye wanted to fight each other, hey, a lot of people are gonna pay for that, right? Correct. For now, maybe for a year, maybe for two. Who knows how how long it's gonna be? Because one thing I realized with the Floyd and the Logan fight is that it was boring, right? It was boring, and I don't even think you would watch it again if they did it this week. No, if 
that you heard okay a rematch is going on this weekend all right what's going on is the basketball game on i'd rather watch uh a spider mitchell put 40 on the clippers i'd rather watch homeboy from the suns do a number on whoever the fuck they're playing my point is with the celebrity shit the value is continuously going to go down and what makes fights the entertainment value this is the example i use the nfl to simply put is the best football players in the world playing football if tom brady was hurt and aaron Rodgers was hurt and patrick mahomes was hurt it wouldn't change a thing it would still be as popular somebody else would be three other people would be the top three football players in the league and the league would go on what happens if you now i want to be clear with what i'm saying i know sometimes i go really fast it's the best players in the world playing against each other. What happens if there's an asteroid or Thanos snaps his finger and Malcolm is now the best running back on the planet? Your current skill set, your current shape, but you are the best running back on the planet. You are now the Adrian Peterson of the world and they decide, okay, let's put a league together and have Malcolm, whoever it is, whoever the best 30 running backs is, but they're all D3 level, uh, college level running backs. Would people, if you put them in the same uniforms, Browns, Patriots, Chief, Eagles, you give them the same coaches, would people still pay to watch Peyton Miller? No disrespect. It's, it's not being disrespectful. It's just like a, 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 um, a thing. Would people pay to watch you at running back in the NFL? No, they would not because the, the entertainment level is going to go so far down. It'd be like, this is not worth watching. This is not even the same sport. You guys would look different. Even though you would be the best running back in the league, it would not look entertaining. If you understand what I'm saying, that was a long-winded. No, I understand what you're saying. But this is, like I said, this is the problem. I feel like people don't understand understand how floyd boxes now floyd is a defensive boxer what how what defense skills did he use to portray his defense is he floyd was out of shape you can say but listen you gotta I, he's going against his biggest opponent ever the dude is 6'1 180 something a healthy young floyd would have watched him a healthy young floyd would have would have would have knocked him out yet again when he fought manny pacquiao those are the best two and they fought yeah. what did people say they went the full 12 rounds. That was a boring fight. That was a waste of my money. Why? Because no one got knocked out. Manny Pacquiao tagged him up a little bit. Well, what did Floyd do? Tag him up a little bit and and um dodge most of his punches. I, so I 1,000% get what you're saying, but you cannot put the Floyd-Manny Pacquiao. And I don't think... I understand what you're saying. The words are the same, but the heart and the meaning behind those two exact same, same statements, which it was... The Floyd and Manny fight was boring. Does not even exist on the same world of the Floyd 44. Nigga all of a sudden has a beard fighting a dude who's never fought professionally before. What'd you expect to happen? Uh, I expected maybe seeing a sharp greatest of all time boxer in the ring versus someone who's big and was a threat to knock him out. And I uh, see neither of those. Um, you don't, this is, yet again, this is Floyd's biggest opponent. You don't think him going like this and inside of Logan Paul where he, Logan Paul, now when he punches him, it's not full force. 
It is more of, oh, you just tapping my skin. That's not smart defensive uh, it is technique. So, I'm not saying that Floyd wasn't smart defensively. But but that's, that's, but that, but that's the entertainment my, of boxing and right my, there. And that's my point back to the football conversation. You can be as smart as Christian McCaffrey. You're not going to look as entertaining as he is because he runs a 4-3. He probably jumps 10 inches higher than you on one foot. So it's going to look different. So sure, Floyd was doing some smart shit, but it looked sloppy because he was 44 and out of shape. That I'm not going to lie. To me, Floyd, Floyd, it's a Joe's versus pros, same thing. You understand okay. what I'm saying? Like I stated before, Floyd... Floyd is the master boxer. He came there, he dodged some of his shots. That's entertaining. He punched him in his face a few times. That's entertaining. Logan Paul, Logan Paul is the reason of the whole thing of, of it being born. He hugged him. Why did he hug Another Floyd? Because he's not a boxer. It's not that he's not a boxer. Floyd is too close to him. No, no, no. He was tired. Yes, but Floyd was way too close to him. How how what other ways can we separate? I hug you, the ref separates. I us bet you let Floyd get close to that. Time. Let Floyd get close to that with a professional boxer his size. He will get knocked out. And that's exactly but that's, that's not point. how he he's, fights. He's not a boxer. That's my point about Logan. Yes, I understand Floyd was close, but he's not a fighter. That's why he was hugging. No, 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 no. Oh, a different wait, you said the same size you mean the same size as Logan? Same, yes. Oh, okay. Nah, because if Mike Tyson Muhammad Ali fought, it would be the same thing. You, what you think? Mike Tyson would get, would get Mike Tyson would go into Muhammad Ali that close. They're not gonna. Why would he no, be no, no. I'm that saying, far I'm away? Saying, I'm saying you're saying that F Logan was hugging Floyd because he was inside of him, and I'm saying if Floyd does that to a professional boxer, Logan pulls his size, he would get knocked out. He would get beat up. Very, he wouldn't even go that close. He would not walk down a six-one. 230 pounds professional boxer. Floyd wouldn't do that. Yeah, he and wouldn't do that to like um, what's DeAndre Holder. We don't have to put a name to it. Any professional to boxer. Any professional boxer. But but that that is that is, he 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 would do that though. That is a technique. On reason why that is a good technique he did on a big opponent. That's the biggest opponent he did. Exactly. But okay, I agree. I agree, and I want to get stuck on my point because a lot of people thought it was entertaining, just like you did. Yeah. I just think, let's put this fight, let's say the fight was entertaining, right? And there was certainly some entertaining factors to it. Seeing Jake Paul at the side, chitting his brother on, that was hilarious. Yeah. Desus and Mero did a great job at, uh, at, at, uh... Announcing? Announcing. I was hey, thinking about them, this. Bro. We know about Jim Blandley, we know about Larry Merce, like, is the fact that these celebrity mm. boxing matches are becoming a thing... And Snoop Dogg did it. We fell in love with Snoop Dogg. Now, Desus and Merrill announced the fight. We fell in love with them. Is it? I wonder if those guys feel like, number one, they're disrespecting the sport by allowing these comedians or just celebrities to announce fights. And I wonder if it threatens their bottom line because maybe Larry Merce and Jim Lantley are the best at technically breaking down a fight for you. But maybe we know we live in a microwave society. Everything is about entertainment. Hey, fuck it. I want um, Snoop Dogg to commentate yeah. Wilder versus um, the big white boy, the gypsy. Yeah. I'd yeah. rather, how much, that's fun. Because it's entertainment at the end of the day. Yeah. Nah, you know what it is? They got to compete with UFC. Mm. You got to think. They, UFC has the most entertaining speaker in the fucking world. One fact and two, the most entertaining sport. Motherfuckers beating each other ass badly. So what 
They gonna have to juice everything up. Bring the entertainers like, in. It, Bring an entertainer to speak about it so we can laugh while we're watching it. It's all. It's all. No lie. Now, it, like and, comedy TV, and, and, like like a, uh, you go viral. This is like how, a, yo regular TV show. Yo, no funny shit, bro. This little boxing shit, like celebrity boxing, might be saving boxing because now you know if you want to get some viral clips that has nothing to do with the fight. Like no one gave a fuck about the Chad Johnson fight, but that that clip went viral when uh Deesa said uh he said I forgot what he said. But Chad got punched down. He was like, good night, Irene, or something like that. And it was mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. Boxing needs to implement that. Yeah. Because boxing is a dying sport. No one really gives a fuck about it. Maybe you need a Snoop Dogg to commentate a fight, get some good clips, and boom, now you're on sports and Now you're on Shade Room. Now you're on academics. And guess what? That's going to bring more eyes to the sport. Mm-hmm. And and guess what? You have all that. Like I said, you have that little celeb match at the end or ce- celeb match in the beginning, too. But in the middle, it was actual boxers boxing. They had two matches and I those love, were actual boxers I love, boxing. I love that idea. The issue that would run into it is who decides who goes on the main card? For example, you have Deontay Wilder, you have um, Tyson Fury fighting, and you decide to put a Jake Paul versus name Chad, Chad Ochocinco, right? Because I think that's a good way to balance it. I think that's a good way for uh, boxing to leverage, to for both to leverage each other. Because then uh, the Jake Paul versus Chad Ochocinco is going to be legitimized by the fact that they're on a real boxing card. And for Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder, it gives you the hype of having two, well, Jake Paul, the, one of the biggest stars in the world, fighting on the same card as you. But who's to decide whether, who's going to be the main fight? Because that, that would be sticky. Yeah, so I'm going to ask you this question. Who you think, w- w- what fight would be more entertaining you think everyone you, would be excited if you, for? If you got to follow the money, you got to put Jake Paul. So, yeah. But there how would that, how would two guys who spend their entire lives fighting are probably not going to be able to say I love you to their kids at 50 because they've been getting punched in their head since they were 10. <laughs> and when you put this little white boy here. But I'm telling you, money money will keep them quiet. Money talks, and bo- that's a fact. Money will keep them quiet. Like, oh yeah, let the, let them be the main car. We good. Notice how every UFC fighter is calling out Jake Paul, except for the ones that's fighting him. Wait, say that again. Every UFC fighter, including Dana White, is calling out Jake Paul because they're exposing. Like, I think um, Logan made twenty five off of this last fight. No UFC fighter has even came close to touching that kind of money. Oh shit! So they're attacking. They're attacking um, Jake, Paul. Jake Paul and Logan Paul, except for Ben Askren and except for now Tyron Woodley. Notice how Tyron Woodley never said anything. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did, but I'm sure if he did say anything, it probably wasn't just of building up a fight. But everyone who's not fighting them, oh, these guys are disrespecting the sport. How dare they get these big paydays? But Ben Askren's like, I don't give a fuck if they get a big payday. I'm about to get one, too. Tamron Willie said, bitch, I'm about to get one, too. Yeah, bro, they don't want to fight against no one too physical. So I walk into a party, right? It's a funny story. Walk into a, actually not a party, a wedding. Walk in, chilling, get the sipping on, sipping. (laughs) At a table talking to my mans, and some other gentleman walks by. He grabs me on my shoulders. He's like, yo, there's, there's just one thing I got to tell you. I, I was like, what? He's like, uh, stop going to the gym. We laugh a little bit. 
And then, uh, and he goes, you, you also know when you first came in here, I thought you were Tyron Woodley. <laughs> I was like, oh, you, you thought you were about to fight me? You look like Woodley. A Woodley? You got a Woodley. I do got a Woodley. <laughs> that, was, that was my little Tyron Woodley. That hey, made on, me, let me see what Tyron Woodley That made me like. feel good. That nah, made me feel good. Do. You favorite Tyron. I'm like, oh, yeah, we in here. You said you want to grow your hair out? You, you should definitely get the Tyron. You got to get your beard nice and thick, though. Yeah, I'm working on that, man. I'm really trying to grow this beard out. We'll see. You got to stop shaping it. You, you you shape your shit up. Not not weird. It looks good. But if you want to get a full beard, you got to stop cutting it so low and then bringing it in so thing. Good down here? Yeah, you got to grow so it. So what I got to do up here? Keep it up here? Yeah, just tell them to touch it up and keep, like, over your mustache. Over your mustache. Over the mustache? Over the mustache. I bet. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to get that Philly beard. That shit don't be coming in and get me mad. Hit me hella man, but yeah, that was my my little shout out to the weddings, man. Back backyard wedding lit, man. Where backyard wedding? Yeah, no, you know everyone local. No one really gotta go home. Everybody home. You home yourself. Mm. So you get you get lit. You get lit and go right to your bed. Mm. Have fun. What was people doing for weddings prior to? You 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 go to a church or you go you could go to oh, a so beach people are not even going or you to could the go out to anymore. vacation. Well, that situation they. They were supposed to get uh, married last year, and COVID happened, and mm. they just got tired of weighing it off. You save a lot of money. The marriage is just a whole fucking uh, business. It's a it's a falsity a by the ass. government and by women. Yeah, men man. do not get married if you can help it. Bow Wow was just saying I've, that. I've seen people happy, not the ha- actually the happy. No, I'm not gonna say that because that'd be a lie. But some of the happiest relationships I've seen are men mm. and women who are secure enough to not. Want their man to marry them because guess what? Hey, he's doing everything a husband would do. <laughs> when are Washing we ready, uh, Malcolm? 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 This is for a hot topic. People are gonna think I don't give a fuck. Are we ready to admit that Donald Trump was number one, very good for the country, maybe better than any of us would have thought he would be? And for, are we ready to admit that as a country? Yeah, we are. Right? We should be at the very least. Yeah. But I'm just going to give my little spill. Me, personally, I think America's America at the end of the day. Like, there's some buttons you just don't push. But maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I could be wrong. It's America. Like, you know, some people are puppets up there. But there's people that are real Americans. Like, yo, don't even, don't even, you know, don't even, don't even come test these waters. Honestly, I wouldn't even, you're saying, like, some politicians are actually for the people and some are not. What I'm saying, some people are democrat, de- democratic, or dipl- sorry, diplomats. Some people are diplomats up there, and there's some people that are like, "Yo, don't fuck around with us. It's really gonna go down." Mm. You know, but those and people, those people just don't have the light on them. Okay. But the last four years, we had someone that had the light on them. Great point. I never thought about it like that. Before. Maybe I no, don't no, know, no, but you, sense. you know, what I'm saying you, you got the ingredients because I'm sure that makes perfect sense. So where I, I put it over there, but the the book I'm actually reading right now, I think you guys definitely need to read this. Bring that shit over. You see it? So it's called Chaos Under Heaven: Trump Z and the Battle for the 21st Century. I'm gonna tell you guys in a little bit why Donald Trump is retroactively probably going to be viewed as the greatest president of all time. And it's not even close. By the way, he's actually uniting the country. I'm, this is not talking points. I'm a black person. I do think Donald Trump riled up racism. But 
that's not going to be enough to get me to, to look past certain things like some people do, but we're not attacking anyone mm-hmm. politically, right? But as you said, in the book, one of the things it talks about is that Donald Trump came in and he did something that was fucking genius. I don't know if other presidents do this, but when it came to the China issue, he had three groups and they all had a different view on how they would handle the issue, right? One of the groups- Handle what issue? The, the, the issue of China. Okay. How they were going to what what would their following policy is going to be with China? All right, all right. Are these three Asian groups you're saying? No, just no, no. three different groups. Three groups of people within his cabinet. Copy. If I, hold on, I probably could get the name because I recently read over it. I'm sorry. Okay, the group that you just talked about, they're called the Superhawks, right? And it says. There were the super hawks who wanted Trump to speed down the fall of the CCP. They were led by Bannon at first, but included Navarro, Stephen Miller, and others. So those were the people who were not diplomatic. And they was like, yo, fuck China. Let's take him down now. Okay. And then you had another group who were tolerant, but like, yo, let's still get him out of here. But let's do it diplomatically. And then you had the group of billionaires who were like, hey, we kind of need them for the money. You might want to chill out on all the mm. other shit. But it's some was, fire ass groups. It's fire <laughs> because then they would fight for his approval for which message he would give out to the country and the 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 policies he would implement. It was genius. You got a beautiful aura right now. For a beautiful aura? Oh yeah, not to cut you off. Oh, I think the, your beard. What is smelling that good in here? Oh, I okay. got I got the plug in. Okay, okay. Yo, okay. shout out, shout out to <laughs> Yo, Kadiki, yeah. bro. I'm so sad that he had to live with me because I'm a messy ass dude. And you go to Kadiki house right now, it's so clean, it's Hell neat, yeah. it smells good. And when we went to his shit after the uh after coming back from Utica, and I'm like, yo, your shit smells great. What yeah. the fuck? What are you doing? He told me about the plug in, so I got it for you. I'm not gonna lie. I I thought it was your beer. I'm like, but where's the My beer does from? smell good too though. I got some good oils yeah, in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. It's a mixture, That's bro. All, yeah, it's smelling good. good Nigga smell that. good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he had the three groups balancing it out. And if one of them had a certain view of how they would attack China, he would say, okay, I actually like the Super Hawks take on this. Let's go with that, whatever the case may be. But back to Trump retroactively being the greatest president of all time. China has been doing the greatest marketing ploy anybody could do. Do you know what it is? My guess would be that China... Uh, fucking goes to poor countries let, let, build up there let's not even go that far yet I, I, let's just say dude, this is a guess this is what i know from years like two years ago i seen a video about this go ahead, go ahead. Uh, am i spilling the beans no no, no. Go, ahead. go ahead go ahead some knowledge i know of china this is before pandemic um china would go to poor countries for example be like jamaica or or the small little uh countries around them build up their country and knowing damn well that country can't pay him back. And China was just like, all right, this is ours. Yes. They yeah, do that to it. this day. Yeah. And we're going to get into that also. Yeah. I bet. So you, Simpler than that. COVID. No. Wait, wait, what was the question again? Marketing? The greatest marketing scheme in human history. The greatest marketing scheme in human history. None of us noticed it. That Asians are the smartest people in the world. No. Every time you bought something, it said made in China. Yeah. What other country was on top of mine more than China? Other than yeah. the country you were living in. Well, that that's more of uh, the motherfuckers that went overseas. What do you mean? No, nah, I'm shy. No <laughs> disrespect, bro, but the Viet, Vietnam War v- people, yeah. you know, if they really seen that made in Viet, Viet, Vietnamese, Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah, they're not buying it. 
Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was not as good? No, it's because they went to Vietnam War, like... Oh, so they it wasn't buying anything, but okay, yeah, that's, yeah. that's okay. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, that's true. Work. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> probably stick on him that says made in China. Bro, the t-shirt we have on right now says made in China. The shoes, the Air Force ones we used to wear, the Clarks that was famous, big in Trinidad, the Jansport backpack. Listen, everything was made in China. We know it. It, became, it became a joke. It's a fact. And everyone that's making money online selling products, your products come from Alibaba. China! <laughs> Guilty! Guilty! You buy everything from China. Right, so they had that marketing scheme, and but we never paid any attention to it. Rush Hour, Chinese are cute. Oh, Jackie Chan. Oh, they're cool with black people. Nice, right? That's all we really knew about China. Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, and the fucking the the great movies they made. And the smartest kid in your class. Don't forget about him. Yo, how did we get off of Chinese movies? Them shits was fire, bro. Come on. You ever watch Drunken Drunken Master? We watching Chinese movie with American. Captions and the shit not even going well together. This with shit the voice. is hitting, hitting, but the movie is hitting, hitting. <laughs> so we've been indoctrinated for Chinese culture, but it was never anything serious. Obama, mm, very passive on China, even though he knew the threats that existed, even though he took some steps like stopping the um, stopping the the gain of function research which is what they do in in the wuhan lab of like where the wuhan lab is in china yes in china wuhan china where they do all the little things and and dr fauci i i see now that he's being like um investigated and he's probably gonna go to jail because the fact that he reinstated the the um he reinstated the uh, function the gain of function research was I think illegal because when Obama came into office and he stopped it, they he had them do an entire research and write a paper on if we were to start this very dangerous project again. If you guys don't know what the gain of research project is, they take very uh, normal viruses like MERS and SARS, which were other coronaviruses, and they manipulate them to try to make them stronger and more deadly. Obviously, there's a lot of risk there, but there's a lot of arguments that it's actually beneficial because what the scientists are able to do is they're able to manipulate all these different viruses and then say, okay, possibly SARS could mutate to that. So proactively, let's create a vaccine for it. So if it ever does occur in nature and a pandemic breaks out, we're ready for it. We clean it up in a, in a, in a couple of months. And China had that ready? China had it. Dr. Fauci was funding it. Obama came in and said, stop it. Obama had a group of scientists write a paper on guidelines for if you were to ever start it back, it needs to pass these lists of tests. No one has talked about this. I randomly found this, right? Doing my research. One of the number one things that Mr. Obama and his group of scientists said, if you want to fund the gain of function research, Number one thing it has to pass has to be to a fucking democratic country. Mm. No one knows this. No, I've, I've never heard anyone talk about it. That's from the book? No, there was, I was reading something else. Oh, okay, okay. It has to be from a democratic country. We all know China is a communist country. And the reasons why you would not fund these sorts of research to a, a, a communist country is pretty clear right now, right? Because... They could act with impunity. They don't need to give you information. They don't need to do this. They could be bad actors and enslave a million people. 
it's, it's a lot of reason why you don't want to invest in things like that with a, with a communist country. But Fauci went along and did it anyway. But back to Obama. Obama was kind of soft on China, not doing anything. Okay, that was kind of the trend. No one was saying anything. In comes Donald Trump running on the premise that we're going to be tough on China. And we hear people make all these promises when they're running on campaigns. Comes in, oh, he's actually tough on China. He's actually saying, hey, Huawei, fuck you. You're not allowed to operate in the U.S. anymore. We're going to crush you. Huawei was the apple of China, essentially. The apple of China. Okay. And wait, uh, uh, the apple of China and they were in the U.S.? They were everywhere. They were everywhere. To to the point that you said, Huawei was the main component of going to other countries, especially poor African countries, giving them phones, giving them internet, and... As you said, you I, that was actually a great point that you made was that they would build them up knowing that you can't pay them back. So now you're in debt to them for the rest of your life. China technically controls you. It's, and the point is, China technically controls America too. Amazon, Apple. Um, what's Microsoft. It? Microsoft has a whole Microsoft. lab over there. Listen, Google. listen. These guys are in the... China has them by the balls. The NBA, when when Daryl Morey went over there and he said what he said, it's the reason why LeBron and everyone came out and said, bro, you tripping. Like, you don't know these niggas control our money. Yeah. I'd probably be broke today if China was to lock us down. I think my my little brother was telling me that there's like secret Chinese motherfuckers in the government. Oh, yeah. A lot. There's a lot of Chinese spies. There's a lot of Chinese spies in school. Another thing, China... And I'm 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 diarrhea to my friend. Like I'm saying a lot of things, but Chinese once again with their funding, they fund and build a lot of universities, and they teach Chinese um, politics or they teach Chinese uh, CCP. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but they teach shit of the CCP, the China Communist Party, and they put spies in there. To see if anyone's speaking out against it, mm. and if you happen, a lot of the people that go to these Chinese fun, these Chinese funded colleges, they're from China, right? So China will build a big school. It'll have ten thousand people, kind of like a historic, historically black college. It's going to be predominantly black people, right? It's going to a school built by China, funded by China, is going to have predominantly Chinese students that they send over to America. They put spies in there. Probably 10% of those kids are spies. If you speak out, hey, you need to catch a plane back to China. When you get there, they'll do what you want to do with you. There's a lot of Chinese spies in Washington, D.C., in the political capital of the world. Josh Rogan, by the way, the book is by Josh Rogan. He talks about a lot of these concepts on his Joe Rogan episode. Amazing fucking episode. Amazing episode. Here's my thing, though. Donald Trump came into office 2016, right? Mm. Okay, he had four years. You talked about Obama, but what happened those four years of of the COVID I'm so in happy. China? The COVID? COVID and even what? knowing of China trying to take over. Okay, so Donald Trump, they call it the Great Awakening. He awoke everybody. Hey, China's trying to take us over, guys. Hey, everybody, China's trying to take over the world, and they... And then they've made pretty good enemies with America. So, hey, let's deal with it. Is there a timeline when he said that? What do you mean? Was, was it during the pandemic or he said, do you oh, know if no, he said it before? Oh, no, he's been saying, well, so. That's the thing. So, during the, 
Trump and Z had a close relationship for two enemies because they technically were enemies because Trump ran on the fact that I'm going to be tough on you. But Z was playing nice, right? And maybe his... Just uncovered this. They were playing nice. He thought Z was his friend. Z is an Asian dude? It's a Chinese president. Okay. He thought he was uh, his friend. Okay. So this is what happened. You remember when COVID first came out, Donald Trump came out and said, hey, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. It's going to pass. It dies in the summer. In the summer, we're all going to be good. It's going to die I out. I wish. <laughs> Z told him that. C told him that he thought uh, Z okay. was being honest, and that's why he came and said that message. Okay. It's just like if Ebola was coming from Africa, Donald Trump called African president like, "Yo, bro, what's what's up with this Ebola shit?" And he said, "Bro, my nigga is nothing to worry about." <laughs> yeah, I want you to sound Asian. My nigga is nothing to worry about, nigga. I ain't not gonna kill nobody. Uh, that's not African. No, nah, that is African. You ever seen the videos? Like you gotta watch the African videos on like Black Ops. So some dude has a uh, he's African, he's an African communicator, yeah. and he be finding people address and shit, that ass? and be scaring little kids. That shit funny as hell. I know where you live. So, oh yeah, they be scaring. I am Cooney. So he told Donald Trump that Donald Trump went out, looked like a fool because it was incorrect, and then he realized, oh, Xi Jinping fucked me over. But thinking about it now, the biggest reason why Donald Trump lost was because of COVID. So maybe Z saw that, oh, Donald Trump is cracking down on us. Let's find a way to get him out of there. How about we plan a pandemic, feed him false information, immediately destroys his character, and he's probably going to lose. That's a conspiracy theory, but it makes sense. Kind of makes sense. No, it makes sense. It's just, we could say, look, Donald, so, you went around it the wrong way. Your target market should have, no disrespect, should have went towards Asians. What do you mean? Instead of dividing the country which people felt like Donald Trump did between because uh, big politic games is you're either black or you're white. It's a race thing, black yes. and white. You know, you don't right. hear Hispanics truly coming out. A lot of them. Yeah, you do. But or, or Asians coming out and be like, yo, I'm this party and that party. It's more of like black or white. Right. And, you know, like and I feel like if Trump would have just been like, yo, main target have been like, no, no disrespect, that. bro. No, 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 that's that is racist. No, no, no. Be, but you can't be that. I mean, Trump was. But he was racist, bro. But what? You would look crazy for just coming at Asian people. That you're, you're coming at, and and there's a very clear distinction. You're more, coming at the Chinese more push to China. Chinese Communist Party. Guess more what? Push a to lot China. of these people that live. No in disrespect, these, though. A lot. That's a China and Chinese people are different. The Chinese Communist Party, which is a governing which, body of the state of China, is different from the individuals that live there, hey, especially the ones that come over to I'm, America. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. When I go down to Soho and we in Chinatown, me and you not allowed to shop in in, in majority of them stores. Yeah, I get it. Okay, I, yeah, correct. Yeah. You can't ask for a mask. Okay. When y'all are the ones who cause this shit. Exactly, no, listen, bro. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. But listen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But. but no disrespect, though. There's a clear distinction between the Chinese Communist Party and oppressive regime in the state of China as opposed to Chinese people, right? But to you, to your point, right? What did Trump do? Probably going to make another video actually fleshing this out because we're all over the place. Trump united America. It's now called the United Senate of America. And this is another bone I have to pick with America. We like divisive shit. And when we come together to bond on some shit, we don't announce it. America yesterday just passed the most important bill 
maybe in the fucking history of America behind freeing slaves. We signed a quarter, like a, a third trillion or a quarter trillion bill to fund research and um, um, just like market productivity in all the sectors that China is taking over with. So producing these computer chips, which are a very intricate like thing, like these China has these places that produces these chips so intricate that America with all the money in the world, we can't even duplicate it. They call it conductors. That's in everything that we use. That's running the world. It's like the new steel. China has all the top um, manufacturers of those. So America literally just passed a quarter trillion dollar bill to just fund those over the next five years. We didn't hear anything about it in the news media. You know why? Because everyone agreed on it. That's why I called it the United Senate of America. This is the first thing the Senate has agreed on in years, especially to this level of importance. <laughs> Educate your own people. So why why did it take so long? That's crazy. What do you mean why it takes so long? Why oh, it takes so long just to fund your Donald own people? Donald Trump. Trump. And that's what I'm saying. The That's why I'm saying he united America. Maybe I'm fucking wrong. Listen, I'm an no, idiot. I, Listen, before you say anything, I know there's going to be some people that look at this and be like, yo, Nick is an idiot. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Probably racist, doesn't like himself. He's black. He's talking about Trump. I don't give a fuck. Maybe I am all those things you, you can't say to me. Don't even say maybe you are, bro. You you got a pen, you stating it, and you got, you, you know what I'm saying? You're reading your book, you're doing your research. Exactly. All right? That's perfectly fine. Exactly. So Trump awoke us to all of this, and now everybody in the Senate is like, yes. Yeah, let's, let's um, sign the bill that's going to make China not take us over. That was not a, a, a talk when Obama was in here, and it's definitely not because of fucking Biden. Trump might retroactively be the greatest president of all time. If you have, if you're broke as fuck, right? Let's say you have some money, you blow it. I give you a hundred dollars and you whittle that hundred dollars down to $50, but somehow that $50 saves your life. That's going to be the greatest $50 you've ever had in your life. Right? So if we get into a severe fight and a battle for the 21st century, like this book says, and the only, and we win by the skin of our teeth. And retroactively, we were able to go back and say, it's a good thing this nigga Trump woke us up in 2016. Because if we would sleep for another five, lights out. He has to be the greatest president of all time. He saved the country. He saved the democracy that they for so long said that he was destroying. And maybe he did. And once again, I'm not, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid, but I have opinion. Like you said, I'm just an idiot with an opinion. And this is my opinion. Don't state yourself. You an idiot, bro. I'm an idiot. That's like playing. <laughs> that's like playing basketball and you going against a team and some dude do some hot shit and you tearing him on. <laughs> what the fuck you tearing him on for, bro? That don't mean you bad. You ain't get the ball yet. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Fuck everyone that's going to hate, man. They're going to hate when we're going to keep moving forward. That's a fact. All love, though. Love, peace, and positivity. It, it, it's pushing that It's pushing that time. To what? To end the pod? Yeah, yeah for All right, let me just say one thing. Uh, you got something? Nah, go ahead, bro. Uh, I just want to shed some light on a, a, a student. Um, this, is, this is pretty cool, you know, doing a little research behind the school. But uh, 
a school called Oakland Tech High School where Marshawn Lynch and Huey P. Newton graduated, got their first black male valedictorian who goes by the name of Ahmed uh, Muhammad. And guess what his GPA was? If you can guess. 4.5. 4.73. That's it. That's some, um, them AP classes. Bro, huh? AP classes or just creating your own extra work. But I just want to shed light on uh, Ahmed, Ahmed Mohammed. Also, he was a ball player. Um, couldn't see his stats on Max Preps or nothing, but YouTube, you can look up his name playing basketball or just a school. He's a bucket. He's Definitely good. a bucket. He's good, bro. He's not bad. He's a good basketball player. And, um, he actually has a non-profit, uh, Nonprofit organization called uh, Kids Cube, and it all started because he's babysitting his niece and nephew. And yet again, this is him trying to get that four point seven, creating his own experiment so he could get one hundred and twenty on that grade. He was like, "Yo, uh, you guys want to do a, a science experiment to his niece and nephew?" They're like, "Nah, I don't like science. I, I suck at it." So what he did, instead of being that typical cousin, like, "All right, yeah, y'all cool. I'm not gonna influence you guys. We're not gonna go play Fortnite." He figured stuff around the house to create a science experiment, and now he makes kits for it and sends it off to kids, like kits of uh, of, of of toys and everything, where kids could look at it as scientific um ex- and do scientific experiments. So definitely want to give him a, a big round of applause. He'll be going into Stanford in the fall of uh, 2021. Shout out to the man. I'm guessing yeah. a young black man. Yeah, he's a black man. Respect. Yeah, bro, yeah, Shout yeah, out to yeah. all so the congrats, great white bro. sharks out there too. We love y'all, but yeah, yeah, we yeah. worry about us now. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I just thought it was pretty cool. I see it on Twitter. I'm like, hey, something positive, man. This rap shit, this, bro, I've been listening to you, rap music I, I for four you. hours straight. Yesterday, bro, I was about to lose my mind. Rap music gives me anxiety. Bro, it's we bad. We did a whole podcast about that. Yeah. Probably, and uh, it, just being around little kids listening to that shit. Rap music uh, definitely brings a dark cloud over my thing. And then we could get into a whole discussion about private prisons and how yeah. I think they're, 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 they're funding all this violence and crime. Like, But... Another topic for another day. Um, oh, I had, I had a riddle to give you before we get out of there. Um, if someone from the country of Romania is called a Romanian, what do you call somebody from Rome? Nah, they're Greece. They're Italian, Greece. nigga. Fuck out of here. Nah, that's a fact. That's a good one. nigga. That's but listen, though. The key... Everybody, continue to do better. Continue to build yourselves up. Um, don't doubt yourself. Also, be present. Be you know, just be present. Be positive. Love yourself and just uh, spread peace and positivity. The way to having a great world, I believe. Right. This is Jordan Peterson speaking, but I'm finding it true in my life is just be truthful, do good shit, make sure you're making yourself into a beast. But be good in that process and life will be great. And whatever that journey is for you is going to be different from all of us. And the key, the key to building um, willpower is finishing everything that you do. If you start something, finish it, you build willpower. You go to bed, you wake up, make your bed, put your, t- put your pillows, go wash your face, brush your teeth. You've just completed the cycle of sleeping. That's all part of the cycle. And you just built a little bit of willpower right there. That's a fact. That's why it's important to make your bed. You know what's crazy? Why it's not important to make your bed? Go ahead. That's how you keep the bed bugs in there. <laughs> <laughs> Last question. I think I might have told you this, but do you know why we go to college? Told me this or asked me this. Why do we go to college? Why do we go to college? Oh, uh, my opinion, why we go to college. Um, Well, you're not taught nothing outside of it. Uh, this is the only way to move up in life. 
Wrong. What is the most powerful skill in the world? Knowledge. Specifically. I can't think of nothing else. I'm waiting for you to answer. The most powerful skill in the world, undoubtedly, very basic, is the skill of writing, the skill of reading. Very easily. Very easily. Everybody that makes a lot of money, they write papers, they influence people. Hey, give me a million dollar funding. That's how you get it. You, You write papers for those things. You influence the world. Think about it. The Bible is probably the most influential thing that we have, right? People who write books, like this book right now, it's a talent to put this into paper and influence minds. Think about the power you have when you write shit like that. You influence people's minds. As a man, think if uh, 40 laws of power, it's a skill to write. Also, this is what I've been getting really mad at that I wasn't taught this. We weren't taught this. You go to school to learn, to college specifically, to learn how to read and write. That's why the fuck you go to college. Unless you don't want to read and write at all. It has nothing to do with your thing. But anybody, you're about to be, let's say you're, you become a big Wall Street journalist. Do you, uh, do you, a big Wall Street businessman. The okay. skill of writing would help you immensely. It would help any of us. And it is the most powerful skill. Go ahead. I'm listening. No. No, what you were going to say? I don't have nothing to say. No, nah, you had something to say. I want to hear it. Go ahead. We nah. got a couple more minutes. I don't have nothing to say. Listen, bro. It's the most powerful skill. If you're a young person, you're about to go to college. Remember what you were going to college for. Short of party, short of experience. But you're not going just to pass a class to get a fucking uh, a, a certificate. You're going there to learn how to fucking put your thoughts down on paper. It's a very hard skill, but it's a very powerful skill. That's the message I want to leave. If maybe a lot of people that listen to this already been in college and they never knew that, and you still don't know how to write properly today, and I don't know how to either, and I spent close to a hundred thousand dollars to not know how to fucking write a book. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Nick and Mouse. Yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Nope. Bow. Yeah. Ever told on a nigga? Nope. Ever squeezed a trigger? Yeah. Ever set a nigga up? Nope. Ever helped a brother out when he.